Good evening, everyone. As promised, this week we'll talk about the first steps toward international public health cooperation. To date in this season, we've talked about lots of improvements, and while of course information does spread internationally, there is little to no true international cooperation. In the 1800s, though, transportation technology began to advance, and the world was getting ever smaller. Disease became capable of spreading internationally like never before, and it began to matter more and more how the world was handling public health, not just a single place. Actually, as early as the late 1700s, some scholars were already arguing that international standards for medical licenses needed to be established, although they were basically ignored. In 1834, an inspector in France first proposed an international sanitary conference, although it didn't go anywhere. But finally, in 1851, a different Frenchman urged the government to reconsider the conference, and this time it stuck. A total of 12 states showed up spanning much of Europe, from Spain all the way to Turkey. Each country had two delegates, a diplomat and a physician, since it was understood that public health problems would involve both political and scientific problems. Bizarrely, the physician and the diplomat were each given a vote, but were allowed to vote separately, which opened up the possibility of a country's diplomat and doctor disagreeing and voting opposite ways, essentially rendering the country's presence pointless. The goal of the conference was to figure out quarantine policies that could prevent the spreading of cholera, plague, and yellow fever, all of which were scary and causing panic and alarm internationally. Now, that's a good, important goal, but the problem was that the state of epidemiological knowledge was still fairly primitive, and also varied heavily from region to region. No one has yet proven at this point in time that microscopic organisms are responsible for these diseases, and so explanations of the time vary. Some countries' doctors believed that these diseases were communicable, which they are, for the record, and therefore could actually be affected by quarantines. Others believed the diseases were caused by existing environmental factors, like the air, or climate, or soil, and so quarantines wouldn't do any good, but just caused lots of financial problems. For example, the Austrian doctor delegate believed that cholera was clearly environmental, based on some tried quarantine measures that supposedly made the disease worse. The British were in agreement, but a consensus could just not be reached across the whole conference. As a result, early on, the conference appointed a committee to study and report on cholera, specifically, which, according to the French delegate running it, excluded not only all political questions, but also any discussion of scientific theory. So I'm not really sure what was in the report, but okay. However, in a 4-3 to vote, the committee decided that cholera was, quote, humanly impossible to do anything useful or efficacious against. Quarantine measures were, quote, impossible, illusory, and even dangerous. I guess some of the controversies we hear even today about quarantining methods aren't new. That didn't settle it, though. The conference actually lasted for six months, which is much longer than I was anticipating for a conference, and two months in, another discussion was had regarding the susceptibility of cholera to quarantine measures. The various delegates argued for three and a half hours, and they resolved nothing. The two sides argued ferociously. The Spanish medical delegate pleaded for quarantine measures, saying that, quote, time is money, but public health is gold. The British diplomatic delegate fired back, citing 26 different French physicians, as well as Austrian, Russian, and Spanish doctors, all who said that cholera was not contagious, which seems pretty excessive to me. The Russian medical delegate pointed to death tolls in Russia from two epidemics of cholera, 290,000 deaths with quarantine, but a far deadlier and very sobering 880,000 without, which convinced at least him that quarantine was necessary. 
The Austrian delegate argued that courage, spiritual calmness, and faith were the best tools for preventing cholera. For the record there, they are not. Uh, and that it actually served as a benefit to society by punishing the supposed dregs. Yikes. All these arguments were eventually interrupted by the arrival of the Turkish medical delegate, who was over ten weeks late. Honestly, at that point, I'm not sure why you'd even bother showing up. But ultimately, those arguing for quarantine measures against cholera won out, in a vote of 15 affirmative, 4 against, and 4 abstaining. The conference resulted in some new regulations being written up, which had functionally no effect. They weren't binding for each country until that country independently ratified them. And of the countries that showed, only France, Portugal, and Sardinia ratified the regulations, with both Portugal and Sardinia withdrawing in 1865, about 14 years later. Not great, since France again was the host, meaning literally nothing stuck. Regardless, at the close of the conference, the French Minister of Foreign Affairs congratulated the delegates on having, quote, gloriously accomplished their mission, which I think may have been a bit of a stretch. But hey, they did have the first international conference on public health, even if it didn't really change anything. It established that the protection of health was an international issue, worthy of at least theoretical cooperation between different countries. Someday these efforts might yield an actually effective international organization, which we'll talk about later on. But in order for that to happen, there needs to be a more solid scientific footing. And until that happens, very little progress will be made. Which is why, despite a number of additional conferences being held over the next 30 years, still pretty much nothing happened. Much of the failure of this and subsequent conferences came from the fact that no one could agree on the facts of disease, like cholera. All that is going to change, though, as we approach the end of the 1800s, and humanity's understanding of disease will be revolutionized. Next week, we move into the bacteriological era. As always, thanks for listening, and I hope you're enjoying the show. Feel free to reach out to me with the links in the show notes, or tell a friend if you really like this stuff. Thanks also to Jojo Tang for editing, Angie Lee for our cover art, and Muse Open for this outro music.